Hello, fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. This week, we got a very special guest, a customer from the shop who likes reading and watching some really cool stuff, and uh, he wanted to come on and kind of share his uh, story history with us. Uh, it's the one, the only, Jose. Um, yeah, you want to introduce yourself, Jose? Anything you want to say about yourself? Uh, yeah, what's up, Roman? Um, nah, dude, I'm going to be, uh, one of the weirder guests, I guess. <laughs> uh, me and Roman like to joke around about how I'm just dumb, um, and all the lightheartedness in the world, but it's just, uh, my thoughts on things are just weirder than others, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you got that, uh, that weird Jose logic. Yeah. Um, it happens. It's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, talking about stories we, we've kind of been chatting up a little bit beforehand um and one of the things that uh you had brought up was from uh your past was book fairs and that just struck a very nostalgic chord because you know like we we're talking earlier that was one of my favorite things you know you'd get the you'd get the sheet and it has all the stuff you can order on there and you can sign up for the book club and all this and that and like you said the book fair would come into town and <laughs> You'd, you'd behave just so you can go buy books like yep. a little tiny Melvin, you know, like you're just being a little nerd and want to read all these books. But I don't feel like kids have that nowadays. No, I remember I remember vividly uh, grade school. You get that that sheet you talk about. Yeah. And this is where you got a lot of the, you know, I'm, I'm you know 90s kid. You know, you get all the awesome stuff. Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, goosebumps, you know, I spy, uh, I spy all that Waldo, stuff, dude. Captain and Underpants, yeah, Animorphs. Animorphs. People forget about Animorphs. <laughs> I remember always going through them and just like the little corner because you could you'd, yeah, transform the little them. flip book and it would transform. Those are, if you remember the covers on the Animorphs, it was so horrific on some of the panels where they're like changing the face yeah. just distorts in pain you're like nah i'm good i don't want to be an animorph <laughs> yeah no nah, there, there was a it, it was cool because it was horrific and stuff but when you think about like animorphs like they could transform it was a it was a ability given to them by an alien but if they yeah. stayed in the form too long they They'd were forever like that. that yeah there was so. one guy that happened to right the, the bird guy yeah, yeah he, he was stuck like a falcon way. or something yep yeah that was a funny one um yeah i definitely loved uh for me I and mean, we were talking about this earlier too but like uh for me it was always goosebumps that's what i'd always always go in there for it was like you know get some bookmarks here and there you know because again i'm a little melvin and i wanted to fucking <laughs> have all my nerdy shit like <laughs> oh look at my little goosebumps freaking uh bookmark and and you were talking about uh one of the things that you like went out of your way to get that was goosebumps really added a book for it right yeah so so uh Goosebumps was big back in the day, and uh, every time you went to a book fair stuff, they always had like the cool special stuff, like get this book, get this bookmarker, get this book, get this like three D sunglasses. Well, the uh, Haunted Mask, the Haunted Mask (laughs) came out, and the front cover was terrifying. It's this little girl in overalls and this fucking evil mask on her face. But that's not what drew me in. What drew me in was there was a keychain. That was a green, bright green square with the G on the bottom, and you hit it, and it had the laugh track. And the only thing I can remember comparing it to is uh, the end of the Batman movie. Joker dies, that little laugh track, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. That's all that fucking thing did, and I was, I wanted that so much you that I, or, I ordered that fucking book just for that, and it ended up being one of like my favorite books ever. That's how it goes sometimes, though. It's like you'll 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 get hooked by something, you know. Like with comic books, it's like you see a cool cover, like oh, looks cool. Let me check it out, and you read it, and it's badass. Sometimes it's not, you know. That's just the dice you roll sometimes. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like Goosebumps was definitely my jam. We're talking about a lot of the other R.O. Stein books, and like nothing was as I don't even want to say they're good. Like some of the stories were good, um, but you can tell who they're targeted to. I mean, I, I get a lot of nostalgia thinking about the series, but uh, like. That was probably my favorite quote unquote chapter books uh, series ever. I used to have like a whole collection of them, slip cases and everything. Um, I think I stopped right around when they started doing the holographic covers and stuff. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm I was out that. before yeah. that. Yeah, I got a few of the choose your or give yourself goosebumps. Yeah, you know, those are pretty good. The choose your adventure. Uh, those are awesome. Style. Um, but those were a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think back some of the iconic ones because the first one was uh the haunted house one, right? Yeah, that one was really good. The second one was I think say cheese and die. Say cheese and die. I think haunted mask. Was, no, uh, monster blood was a monster third one. blood. Yeah, the, the first haunted mask one was good though. That was a really good uh, uh book. Do you remember the the TV show? Dun, yeah, dun, dun, dun. the pages flying yeah. all over the field. Dun, 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 dun. Dog with the, the dog with the glowing eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude i remember coming home and like you're you know you have your kids tv block and it's like you know power rangers uh you know uh x-men stuff like that and then you ran to the living room and you heard that piano kick yeah. in and you already knew it's time for it's time for goosebumps <laughs> the skeleton and everything and like, it was it was it was 
it was kids kids uh stories they were they were still scary uh to you know norm, normal adult even looking at it now he's just like yeah that was really cheesy yeah but as a kid these things these things terror night living dummy yeah slappy terrified you haunted mask getting a mask stuck on your face and that is now you forever yeah. terrifying well, that, there's also like even with the uh the supernatural stuff aside like I very rarely get claustrophobic. I get claustrophobic when I can't take stuff off of me. Like, have you ever been like, it's it's hot at night? Like, it happened to me the other night. Dude, <laughs> it, you know, because it's been so hot lately. It's hot at night. You're like, oh, man, I'm sweating through my shirt. Let me take it off. And you're like, fuck, you're dude. Am I, trying to, yeah, am I trying to take it off through like an armhole or something? What's going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's when I get claustrophobic. Well, I'm a I'm a natural claustrophobic person. <laughs> so Imagine yeah, getting I, a mask stuck no, on your face and not dude, being able to take it off. Dude. And just, oh, that's scary. Uh, again, that, but that's, that's the adult in us. As a kid, you're just like, nah, I don't want to be this ugly little freaking green guy <laughs> well when you think about the story she wanted to uh she was bullied um she felt like she had no self-worth um and everybody was putting this like cutesy image on her not realizing look at the damage is doing when you're at school right so her goal was she wanted to be scary and she finds this place and this dude has these horrific masks she goes into this back room and there's these i think it's seven or eight masks yeah. she falls in love with the green one the mask that's what it's about and she ends up getting shooed away from them by the owner. She ends up stealing one. When she leaves, the guy like closes the door, turns the sign closed, like it's your ass now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when all hell breaks loose because she puts this on and she becomes a different person. She starts becoming mean. She becomes angry. She scares people. She her voice and everything just starts following. Like the minute she, she puts on the mask, it like sucks onto her head. Yeah. She can't pull it off, but then that doesn't stop her because when she gets it off, she puts it back on. She's noticed her eyes start changing. The mouth on the mask breaks the seal and starts turning into teeth. She's The mask starts sweating. Like she's becoming this monster and it's because she wanted to be somebody else because she didn't feel like love for herself. And that's what made the story interesting. It makes you think like, do you really want to be a different person that much? Yeah, yeah. You want to be anybody but yourself. That's how it is sometimes. Though. You don't know the circumstances. And again, a kid doesn't think about it. But that's what's cool about a lot of media is it's cool being able to look back on it and understand stuff. Like um, even even as an adult, there will be like in a five-year difference, I'll watch a movie and be like, oh, fuck, I didn't notice that the first time. Like I went with my buddy to go watch um, the studio Ghibli, uh, Spirited Away. We watched it. They re-released it in theaters uh, when, we were, uh, when the theaters were still open a uh, while yeah. back. And I hadn't watched it for probably three, four, five years. And I thought it was a good movie to begin with. And then I watched it again. I'm like, fuck, dude, this girl's annoying, dude. Like, was she this bratty the first time? Like, obviously, the movie didn't change. Like, the movie's nah, not going to change. change. And you, you notice it, you're like, oh, she's so bratty. And you start noticing all the stuff like, oh, well, that's an alliteration for this. And that's like, you know, like the, you start seeing the, the, the different messages and how uh, you as an adult, how it changes the way, you know, in five years you've grown and you've learned and lost and all this and that. And you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, that that's completely different than the way I thought back then. And that this part now, like, resonates with me. You know, there's stuff like um, she's so worried about leaving her uh, her her home with all her friends and stuff we're at. And at that time was when I was uh, considering moving out of state for work. And I, and I was like, oh, fuck, that sucks. And, yeah. you know, and just stuff like that, like uh, starting new somewhere else and. And just uh, taking for granted the stuff you had. And there's a bunch of stuff, again, like wh whatever you're going through at the time will definitely determine what you kind of pick out of a movie or a show or a story in general. And uh, the same thing, the Goosebumps books, as again, they're not meant for adults. But an adult can read them. You can be like, oh, this could be a good, even though, you know, the author didn't intend it, you know, RL probably didn't intend for it to teach this lesson. Or maybe he did. We don't know. You know, the man's a genius, as everybody knows now. Yeah. Um, uh, that you can, as an adult, take and be like, oh, that was a good lesson for this. Or I get it now. I get why they acted this way. Or I can see why this would happen. As a kid, you didn't understand it. You just saw the superficial stuff. Like you said, you saw the scary mask. You saw the magic stuff. You saw the uh, the supernatural uh, crap that you're like, oh, man, that's scary. And as an adult, you're like, oh, well, like you said, she she uh, didn't like herself or wanted to be anyone else but herself. And as an adult, you're like, dude, just be yourself. Like, be yourself is like the coolest thing you can fucking do. Yeah, but you realize that as you're older, when you're younger, yeah. you're trying like, to appeal to everybody. Yeah, you're, you're trying, trying to, to be anyone like but you. yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know, when they say be yourself, you know, people like you, it's like, nah, bro, I got to be whatever people no, want. No, that's why be. I'm myself now and I'm a <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm oops, sorry i'm uh like i said we we joke around about jose dumb because it's <laughs> it's it's my reality and i and you're in my you, reality and everybody else just happens to be you, in there you're gonna be in it and you're gonna like it you can tell me to go fuck off and i'm like okay cool at least we have an understanding now <laughs> so yeah i mean i i was there like um i didn't really have an issue um being myself in school which was mm -hmm. 
what caused me a lot of issues. Like I did get bullied. I did. I did at one point feel like uh, Carly Beth, the main character, how she felt. But at the same time, I'm like, I just want to fucking be me, dude. Like I don't want. I want people to like me for me. And so like you know, when people get to know me, you either like me or you don't. But I rather you make that judgment based off of. Or who you actually yeah, are. who I am. I, I'd rather that. you not like me for not being, you know, for being myself than you like me for not being myself. Yeah. You know, so the thing too is like uh, growing up, I'll, I think, you know, again, as an adult, I think differently than I did when I was in like high school, middle school. Um, but, you know, throughout school, for the most part, I was, you know, myself. I It's funny because people would trip out, you know, that I, uh, that I liked all this nerdy stuff because I was, again, in sports and doing all this yeah, and that. Same. And, uh, and I would skate and I'd just do a bunch of stuff. And, you know, people liked me and I had a lot of friends. Um, and, again, I would do some weird stuff that now I'd be like, fuck, that's so cringy. But it wasn't because <laughs> I was trying to get people to like me or anything. It was because I didn't know any different. I would say just dumb stuff that I was just like, why did you even say that? That's dumb, dude. You're a fucking idiot. But I'd tell that to, like, my cousin or nephew, same thing. If they're doing that, I'm like don't actually fucking think that you're just dumb you're just saying shit just because you don't know what you're saying like you know but that's that's the other way around too though when a kid says something that's very smart you're like whoa what the fuck like you shouldn't be knowing not that they shouldn't be knowing shit like that but it's like that's a lot of wisdom for somebody at that age kids are honest though so yeah. sometimes what they're saying is dumb but it's literally the purest form of what they're thinking yeah yeah they, they boiled it down they, they got all the gray out of it you know it's all black and white for the most part for them that's the thing too is you get an adult like some of the ideals go away, but you do realize, you know, how the world works a little bit more. And again, your, your thoughts on the world and everything changes. And, um, the, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the cool thing about revisiting stories. Like, um, especially stuff you're nostalgic with, like going back on goosebumps, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some stories that I go back on and it'll just come floating back to me. Like, fuck, I remember every part of this story. And then, and then there'll be stuff where it's like, fuck, I don't even remember reading that part. I must've just glossed over it as a kid. Uh, but it is definitely really fun, really nostalgic. I loved all those scholastic book fairs, dude. Like that was like one yeah. of the best things you can do. I yeah. wish, and that was the thing too. Is like I remember there was, I vividly remember there was never any comics. Like no, it was it was all books. You it know? was all books. It was all like the closest you got to a comic like, book picture books. Maybe was no kid. the closest you got to a comic book was probably diving into uh, Calvin and Hobbes. It was yeah. very artsy, very uh, very uh, graphic novel esque. But, but it was a picture book. It was though, a picture you know? book. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a. It wasn't meant to be like a chapter book or anything. But you got mainly you got with with the school fair. You got you got books. You got uh like learning books like I Spy all that stuff. Yeah. Then you got like your uh your scary your scary stories to tell in the dark. Those yeah. were popular. Fuck, dude, the the cover was hilariously hideous. Yeah, it was bad, but it was it was fucking scary. Like those dude, the, books the, the, the were clown. iconic, yeah. dude. Yeah. They're iconic. Really good. There's not a single uh person age you know, late twenties to, to forties right now that can say they've never heard of, or even looked at the pages of, of scary stories. Right. And that was a big seller for these book fairs. Um, but like I said, and the cool thing is like, you remember you cut out the back that had the little order form. And then even if you miss the order form, the schools went out of their way to, to set up have the library day, on Friday yeah. and you buy like buying wholesale, you go in there and you buy it. And That's cool. They don't I, have I wish, that now. Yeah, dude. I wish they'd do stuff like that. Yeah, because you got kids and stuff, so you, you'd go to yeah, school. Yeah, I, I got three girls. Yeah, and um, no, I wish they would do stuff like that. I'm glad that, you know, especially DC, I have like a stack this fat of books that came out in the last year that are for kids. You know, uh, Diana, um, uh, Princess Diana, or Diana, Princess of the Amazons. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, it's a Wonder Woman book, but it's, you know, it's her growing up, and it's really good for, for kids because when you read it, it's all about how, you know, they're, they're coming from that toddler age to a little kid age. Um, and you know, it seems dumb kind of splitting hairs, but there's stuff like she's trying to find where she fits in this Island, you know, on, on the Amazon, you know, Themyscira, um, yeah. Paradise Island or whatever, um, where, you know, she's not getting the attention from her, her mom and like the, the Amazons, like she was when she was younger, you know, when you're a little kid, every little thing you did was like, Oh wow. Cause for celebration. You took steps. Oh, awesome. Oh, I'm she's doing playing that the with game. my kids yeah. as we speak, you know, and you're like, Oh, you're playing games. And then later on, it's like. Well, I'm I'm just playing the games that we've done the whole time. It was yeah, but like now's not the time or whatever. And, yeah. and and you know you feel less special and you feel like they don't love you as much. And it's like they go through that. And it's a good way to not only teach the child kind of like, you know, uh, uh, how to think about, react, how to feel about the situation, but it also helps explain to the parent where it's like this is what they're feeling. It, it, they don't know what it's like. It's your job to help teach them. It's your help to kind of help hold their hands. And guide them through this, you know. And and I'm glad that they're doing all these stories to to help out, you know, to to, to 
not only just provide like cool, fun, entertaining stories, but have some substance on it where uh, they'll look back and they'll be like, oh, I remember that story. That was a good one. Like uh, Green Lantern Legacy is for, um, it's still for kids, but it's for like, you know, uh, slightly like 10 years around that age. Yeah. And it's, um, it's about a Vietnamese kid. His grandmother uh, in their city was the Green Lantern. She was Green Lantern for Earth when, uh, during the Vietnam War, after the war and everything went down, she immigrated with her family in her little city, a little like a neighborhood, she helped everybody out. And then there's a, you know, Sinestro rolls through and tries to kind of stop him and whatnot. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's a really cool story. And it, same thing. It tries to show, teach the, the, the main character and the person reading how you fit into your, your surroundings. Again, like the Wonder Woman book, how does she fit into the island? Where, what's her role in this? And, you know, um, in this one, it's like, what's the main character's role in this neighborhood? He has responsibilities because he is part of the neighborhood um, that he didn't know he had before. He's like, you know what? They've done a lot for me. They've helped me out in this step of the way, this step of the way. And to just let somebody else take over and ruin it for everyone it's not what i want and you know again kind of finding your place in the world um the the cool thing so they they used to call it dc zoom for kids mm-hmm. and then dc inc for the young adults so like preteen to early teens and the thing with um with the zoom which is the kids books that i'm reading right now the the problems are going to be external in the sense of again like you're going to have physical danger emotional danger and it's it's helping the child find its place in the world exploring the world and then the young adult stuff which is the the, the young, call it uh graphic novels for young adults now but it's called it uh, used to be called ink that was internally because again when you're a preteen early teenager you have all this stuff going on inside you and you don't know how to process it so it's it's dealing with internal problems stuff like um like, how do I think about myself, self-esteem issues, you know, or just like mental stuff, uh, interpersonal relationships, whether they're romantic or not, or just friendships or family. And it helps kind of, again, help explain that to the the children and whoever's reading with them or, you know, the, the young adult. And I, I'm, I'm glad that DC's putting the work in. I wish they'd do that more often. I know Marvel's not doing it. I don't think anybody, there's a few other good like children's books out there. Like Canto's a really good book from IDW, but there's not a lot of stuff that everyone can read. I'm going to have to get a list of some of these for me because yeah. I'm Canto's at that, really good. I'm at that point where my, with my kids, I got, you know, I got a 14 year old, I got a uh, five year old and I have soon to be two year old. And I'm at that point where I'm just like, you know, I don't understand this. And my wife's like, yeah. dude, you got to just listen to her, take it this way. And I'm like, maybe I need some of these books to help me understand. Yeah. Cause well, that's the thing I too, is like, not only is there the, uh, the age difference, you haven't been their age in probably twice their life. Like, you know, <laughs> well, they, yeah. well, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know how old you are, but like, I'm going to be, yeah. See, so you said you have a, what, a 14 year old. So you're over twice as old as her. So it's been decade and a half, just about a little she bit. She makes more. me feel ancient. Yeah. And <laughs> since you've been that age, so already you can't, it's been so long that you can't even remember how you felt, felt at the time. You remember what you thought, you remember the things you did, but it's hard to remember how you felt unless it was a very big feeling. Yeah. So it's hard to remember how you felt at that age, you know, uh, living in the world. Not only that, the world that you grew up in doesn't exist anymore. It's Society's different. changed. Yeah. yeah. Society's changed. And I'm not saying, not saying for the better, for the worse, but it's changed. You know, stuff changes. And then there's also the gender difference. You know, growing up is different for a boy than it is for a girl. Um, and it's it's really interesting um, seeing stories tackle that. I read a lot of stuff with women in it. Um, one, because I, I like female characters, especially if they're strong and independent. I love Wonder Woman. I like Power Girl. You know, I like characters like that, uh, mainly because I was raised by women. You know, my mom raised me by, her, by herself. All my aunts, you know, they're all strong, independent women. So I like seeing those type of characters because they're good role models, not only for girls, but for boys, too. Um, you know, there, there's stuff that I'll read and I'm like, that applies to anyone. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, but I also want to make sure that, you know, there's good role models. Cause like my niece, you know, I love her. I would love for her to have people to look up to her favorite superhero, Spider-Man. So, nice. you know, like she, these characters stand for more than what they are sometimes. And it's cool being able to pick up a story and be like, this is a good story with a good character. And, um, the, the big thing that I wish more people would do is pay attention to the kids, like the, 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 the media that kids consume nowadays. Um, cause it's not like when we were kids, they're just trying to sell you a toy back then. Mm-hmm. Now they're putting more work into the stories. There's, there's shows like Steven universe shows like regular show. Um, I just watched, uh, I think it was called Kopi. It's on, on Netflix. Really good story. Yeah. Really, really cool. Post apocalyptic. Yeah. It's post apocalyptic, like animals, like dogs are the size of like Godzilla and shit, dude. Like it's, it's fucking cool. And same thing. It's a girl kind of coming to terms of where she fits into this world and and they do a good job teaching interpersonal relationships because the what was taught to you before doesn't work it really doesn't i mean i've i've tried it's, it's the way you handle interpersonal relationships 
has to be better. You can't just suck stuff up. You can't just not talk about how you feel, you know, and I'm not saying like just dribble and freaking, you know, cry at every little thing, but it's like, you know, if we mean you have a misunderstanding, we have to talk about it. Yeah. Other, because the other, the alternative is you never talk about it. I never talk about it. And we just bottle it up. And at one point it just releases and it's like, well, you did this last time and blah, blah, blah. Those explosions like, yeah, exactly. are nasty. And it's like, you know what? You, you know, talk about it. Something like, some, something simple, like, let's just say you were in my room and it's like, hey, bro, you pissed all over the toilet seat. <laughs> you know, just something simple as that. If I never said anything and I'm just like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then something happens. I'm like, fuck, dude, you're always doing this shit and you piss on the toilet seat and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, if you had just told me, I would have cleaned it up. You know, like, I'm sorry. Drunk, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Or like, you know, or I'm just a lazy fuck because I'm a lazy fuck too. You know, I got my own restroom. It's nasty as fuck, but like nobody else has to deal with it. Agreed. You know, but you, but you gotta, you gotta talk about it, you know, like, you, and, and that, that works with the uh, interpersonal relationships, not just your family, not just your friends, but people you deal with romantic relationships. You know, you gotta be able to understand that they're another person. And so are you, and it has to go both ways. It can't just be completely one-sided. And I'm glad shows like, again, Steven Universe, they, they do a really good show, job showing that adventure time. Um, they'll, they'll put the kids in certain situations and have them kind of work it out. And it helps, you know, again, it'll help a kid kind of, oh, when this happened to Steven or when this happened to Finn or, you know, or, or Mordecai and Rigby went through this and they did this and let me try how that works. Or, you know, there's precedent, you set precedent, you know, um, same thing. Like you teach your kids lessons every day. Simple stuff like, all right, make sure you look both ways when you cross the street. You know, you hopefully <laughs> ingrain that into them, you know, because something's so, run. <laughs> well, something so simple, like can save their life literally. Yeah. And you would have never thought about it. You know, there'll be stuff where like I'm hanging out with my nephew and I'll say, what? Well, you know, I'll be like, oh, blah, 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 this and that. And then he'll be like, why do you do that? I'm like, you don't know. And then, but you forget, you're like, oh, fuck, they're kid. Like they don't, they literally they, don't, yeah, know. They don't know. You know, like somebody your age or my age, I'd be like, dude, how the fuck do you not know how to like cross the street like how, how do you not know how to press the button or how do you not know how to make a left hand signal you know like how do you not know how to do this stuff that you've had enough time you know it, kids have an excuse they literally don't know i mean like you had to teach them how to wipe their butt you had to teach them how to use a spoon like you teach them all this stuff because they don't know they're a clean slate so it's 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 good getting good stories, helping to teach people, helping to rear these kids. And hopefully it makes everything better in the long run. You know, everybody wants their kids to do better than they did. You know, you, you might have a crappy uh, childhood and you never want to pass that on, you know, to the next generation. You always want uh, for them to be better. Cause that's just the way it goes. You know, it just steamrolls to hopefully, hopefully if plan go, everything goes according to plan, you know, it gets better and better and better. And it's good having um, stories to build foundations off of like my best friend, Mike, uh, he, a lot of his stuff that he, um, he believes he got from Batman, the animated series, you know, like yeah. that's, that's what he believes. Like, you know, like, uh, um, to behave like, like to be a good person and stuff. And it's like, you know what? More power to him. You know, you, you watch shit like, uh, like the Simpsons. You remember some of the life Jesus. lessons in the early Simpsons. Like, dude, I loved early Simpsons. They had early good, Simpsons was amazing. It was like up to like season eight, maybe 10 pushing it. Um, but there was life lessons in there that you'd learn, you know, there'd be little things like that. And you're like, that's cool, man. Like you remember the the, the stories, you remember the the life lessons, um, and that that's one thing that I, I like uh, um, about the whole book fair thing is most of those books had good lessons. Like you know, even with animorphs, even with goosebumps, we were talking about. You know, there's little things that you can kind of uh, take from here and there. Um, another big uh, popular series that I was a big fan of, um, and I know you're a huge fan as well, was uh, Power Rangers. Oh yeah, you know there'd be like life lessons stuff in there here and there. Um, you know, it was Monster of the Week for the most part, but every now and then you'd get some good lessons. Like, you know, when, when Tommy first showed up and, and Jason had to deal with a little bit of like the jealousy and stuff like that. And it's, that happens in real life, you know, like you'll be hanging out and somebody new comes into your circle and you got to kind of know how to navigate certain things like that sometimes. And, and it's good kind of getting those stories. Um, so, uh, on the topic of Power Rangers, um, Jose, you are a huge Power Rangers fan, right? Yeah. Um, I went to your house the other day. Uh, I saw all the fucking nerdy Power Rangers Sentai shit. Like, yeah, Power Rangers. Power Rangers has been my thing uh, since I was a kid. I remember uh, it blowing up, and you know, I came home one day, and my parents were like, "Check this out!" And boom, the music hit, and I'm like, my mind was blown. Dude, I remember, and I tell people this: like, I used to like run home from the bus stop to watch power rangers my mom was all like do your homework i'm like after power rangers and yeah it's only I, 30 minutes i remember yeah exactly i remember flipping out like why do you have to vacuum right now in front of the tv like i'm watching my yeah. show like just stuff like that because fucking power rangers was 
the shit, dude. Like as a kid, everybody wanted to be a Power Ranger. Dude, it was it was it was crazy because they got so big that they shut down the LA freeway for like a meet and greet. Like and it was a packed stadium. It's insane. Kids blew up over it. It was it was you know normal kids like you. Well, and again, saving the world. Was like anybody could be a Power Ranger, boy, girl, white, black, red, blue, green, yellow. It don't matter. Like anybody could be a Power Ranger. That's what was so fucking cool. And it wasn't just like straight up adults, you know, because as a kid, you, you don't think of like high schoolers as adults, um, you know, and it was it was kids, quote unquote, it was younger, uh, younger people that can be it. And it's like, dude, like, that's fucking awesome. And they always had like a like a life lesson for you to learn, you know, no matter what it was. Like, I remember, uh, you know, uh, later on in the seasons, you know, uh, Rita has Tommy's coin. She's burning the green candle. He's about to lose his powers. And Jason fails. Like, yeah, that was he, a cool story. He right? fails to save his friend. This guy that he started off not being able to stand, you know, couldn't, um, couldn't stand. He went above and beyond to try to save this guy. And then it ends up becoming a arc for him later on because Rita captures the five, the other four Rangers, takes their coins, makes the candles. And now this dude's in a race against time where he's not only is he going to lose one Ranger, he's going to lose All four. Yeah, and, and, and it's because of him at the end it. of the day, too. Like, they're put in that position because of him too. That was the one thing that people don't realize, especially with the way Power Rangers is now, is that everybody knows the Green Ranger is a good guy, but he was not right away. Yeah, he like was, he, was, he was a bad he was guy. Evil off the roof. And and uh, and again, all the stuff that happened afterwards, dealing with Rita and the power coins and the candles, like you said, it was all able to happen because of him, you know. And and that's a, a responsibility that you kind of carry with you, you know, same thing we we're talking about earlier, how like the red Ranger is the leader and stuff and having to deal with a, a new guy coming in. And it's like, you know, being the leader also has a responsibility where it's like, if you can't help out your teammates or, you know, um, keep them safe or work well with them, um, uh, it must weigh on you as, you know, as a leader, it must weigh on your, on your shoulders. Um, which is really cool. Cause another thing I want to talk about is, um, the power Ranger comics. I know, you know, boom studios, yeah. baby. They've been doing such a good job for the last, what, three, four years? Uh, I got into it late. I was late to the shows. We got in right around Shattered Grid. Shattered right? Grid. Well, I didn't even know comics for Rangers existed. Same thing. So I knew they existed. And me being a, again, I love Power Rangers. I was like, I love Power Rangers, but like, I'm not, not going to read much. a fuck. I was going to be like, I'm not going to read a fucking Power Rangers comic book that's just Monster of the Week every issue. Like, there's just, there's, there's, it doesn't sound like there was substance to it. And then Shattered Grid came out. And Shattered Grid, you know, you you read it, and then we were just talking about it earlier, how they fucking kill Tommy in the last page. Like, not just... Tommy like, kills Tommy. Yeah, Tom, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tommy comes out of a hole in friggin' space-time is just like... Wah! With a headless saga. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like... Kills him, like, kills him, kills him, too. Not just like, oh, he's like, maybe, you know, just hurt badly. But no, he fucking he killed him. Dead. He ripped the, the crystal out of him. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is rough. So I went back. And got the first volume for Power Rangers. I'm like, let me read this. Let me see if it was good from the get-go. And it was. The very first issue, it starts off with Tommy joining the Power Rangers. And the yep. cool thing, too, is he's still the Green Ranger. And they show a side that they didn't show on the TV show where Rita's still in his head. Like, yep. he, he hallucinates that she's there. Because, you know, there's figuratively she's in his head, you know, on the back of his head and stuff. But also, you know, he sees her. And she's just nagging him the whole time. She's like... The, the only reason they you know they added you to the team is because they know they can't beat you you're not one of them you're the bad guy like you know yeah they'll never accept you for you know for who you are it was no they're my friends blah blah he goes no that's what you tell yourself that's what you lie to yourself to you know uh um justify why you're here and then it affects you know the teamwork and stuff there's stuff like when they're in the megazords and he can't control because i never thought about it until that issue I was like they're right there is no fucking controls in the megazord no nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's no controls in there. You just you're just in a little office on yeah, a desk. Well, you you even remember like in the TV show they put the coin sideways, they pull out a, the, the the crystal and they stab the crystal in the engine, and then that's all they're good. That's yeah, all they yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know they're saying it's all mental control, and he yeah. loses control and accidentally attacks a Megazord, and then you know that everybody's tearing, kind of not tearing into him, but they're like oh you know like he made a mistake, blah blah blah, this and that, and uh, Jason's both playing the leader of trying to care for his team but also the new member and stuff and then you know zordon even tells him like if your team's not working you're the leader it's on you it's your responsibility you have to help these guys one way or another it's not just his fault you know and, and it's a good i take that as a good lesson of like he's not wrong like people can make mistakes and have problems but if you are the leader and you say you are the leader you know if you, if you give yourself that title and you want to act like it um 
then you have to do that. You know, you have to you have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. So you have to, you know, again, another interpersonal relationship. Thing. It was like, talk to him. If they, I'm sure if they talked to him from the get go and we're like, hey, what's up, man? Like, you know, the frills, like just sit down, talk and like, oh, well, this and if he just, you know, if on both sides, again, it's not just a one sided thing. If he if Jason went out of his way to do that, you know, sit down like, hey, man, let's just talk, blah, 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 see what's going on. And then and if on Tommy's end, he's like, well, I got this going on. Like, you know, I in my she's still in my head. And I just I'm scared that it's true and it's you know like it's it's fucking me up and then they can come to terms and like dude that's not how it is blah 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 and it'd be done faster obviously that's not good for a story because yeah, you're not gonna get the action and stuff carry it on, man uh, but again that's a good like uh, uh, instance of like you know the, the interpersonal relationships matter it's not just you can't just punch your way out of every single conversation like that's not you know how are you gonna go to the freaking like baptism baptizing your freaking daughter your niece and then punch her when she starts crying like nah bro like you gotta like you know you have to have some type of like you know <laughs> compassion and uh and empathy and stuff so it's, that's always funny um what i don't know if you remember was it issue 10 or 12 where they first introduced uh draken Ah, uh, crap. I, I know it was say 10 it was, or 12. It's one of those two. It was 12? Because that was like the only Power Rangers book worth anything for a while. Yeah. The and it wasn't worth any. Prelude, prelude blew up after yeah. that shortly. Yeah. Nobody wanted, even that, that first Draken appearance, nobody cared until Shattered Grid. Mm-hmm. And then nobody cared about the Shattered Grid prelude until Shattered 25. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, but Shattered Grid was badass. Do you want to explain to them what uh, Shattered Grid was all about? Yeah. So, um,. Um, two years ago, uh, me being under the rock like I was, uh, I'm a guy that doesn't like to try anything new. Um, saw uh, Jason David Frank. He's the uh, Green Ranger. Everybody knows him. I uh, posted a trailer for Shattered Grid. I That's thought it was. A, I thought it was a movie. Everybody thought it was gonna be a new show. I, yeah. Everybody thought. Like, Did you see the new thing? I'm like, That's just a trailer you for got, the comic. What? There's a comic? That was. I didn't know that. Eighty percent of people's. Um, 80% of people's response was, oh, there's a comic? And the other 20% was like, no, 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 it's a new show, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sure, bro, whatever, man. <laughs> I thought it was a show and then was blown away when I found out it was a comic and then was blown away realizing I'm fucking late. So, you know, the concept of the Shattered Grid is uh, Draken, this character who appears uh, in the earlier um, issues, he basically finds a way to um, shatter the power grid, the morphing grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he does that, he realizes that he can go into um, different dimensions, all these dimensions, and what he does dimensions. is he captures or kills the ranger, depending on what he does. Yeah, and finds out that he can take their power, morph it with his power, and then just become like super yeah, saiyan, he's like gently the one. Yeah, yeah, he's just <laughs> but and, with Power Rangers in general, and it's and it's awesome because. You know, as a Ranger fan growing up, you don't think, you know, my heroes are my heroes. You know, like Superman dying, you just never saw that happen. Yeah, me and Caleb kind of talked you about know, that in the last Yeah, pa- Power Rangers, the, the, the Power Rangers, they'll get hurt, they'll get back up, but they yeah. never die. Well, it's funny because there was a podcast I was listening to a few years ago where, you know, the kid was talking about how he watched Power Rangers and they win at the end of every episode. They win. And there was one episode where they didn't win. I think it was like one of the early ones when Green Ranger showed up or something like that. They didn't win. Like they lost and it was like a to be continued. And he was like, hey, mom, like the Power Rangers didn't win. What's going to happen? And she's like, oh, well, you don't always win. It was probably green yeah. with evil. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, they don't know. The good guys don't always win. And he was talking about how for the whole next week, it just like messed his life up. It he was, was a bummer. Yeah. He was like walking around, stopping at doors, you know, like shops and like putting his head on the the window, looking at his reflection. Like, you know, this little tiny his kid, life like just life just changed. <laughs> and then the next week they win and it just goes back to normal. But again, like you said, you never expect... You never expect the the characters that that you like for being good guys that have you know pretty straightforward like you said Superman he's a good guy to see him go bad it takes a lot. What was cool about Shattered Grid is you get to see the opposite. What if Tommy never made friends with the Power Rangers mm-hmm. and he just stayed bad? And it's cool seeing basically the the whole premise was he goes from universe to universe and he's like join me or die like straight up like join me or and die. then i'm gonna steal your powers and then i'm gonna steal your powers and it was cool seeing all the power ranger guards and stuff sentinels and him, yeah and and uh and uh him straight up saying like they could have been gods like you know they could have joined he wasn't gods. wrong yeah and um he has like a fucking receding hairline and shit <laughs> that was so bad it's stressful being dragon bro. yeah <laughs> yeah it's hard being on the top um but uh, it, it was really cool. It was cool seeing the Ranger Slayer. His Megazord was fucking badass. Like, dude, it, it was a really cool series, dude. It was a really cool fucking series. Um, Kyle Higgins is a yeah, boss, he, dude. he does a good job. He does a really good job. Um, 
Dude, yeah, Shadow Girl's freaking badass. How did that end up ending? I never freaking got to the end. So they ruined it. <laughs> they ruined it. <laughs> they ruined it. Uh, Roman knows I'm not a big uh, Tommy Oliver fan. I think he's overrated. Uh, but he's the cool. He's what's in. He's every 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 Rangers team has a six Ranger where it's automatically they're the top. They're the special. We're one. good. You know, yeah, like the, the Titanium Ranger, Titanium or... Gold Ranger. Gold well, Ranger. I had no, I had nothing against the Gold Ranger because it was Jason returning yeah. as the Gold Ranger. <laughs> I'm very biased, um, but no. So Shadow Grid basically ends where he literally, uh, they're racing to. They work with Rita of all people. They work with Rita. Rita makes a green candle. Here we go again. The point is to get the candle to take Draken's powers. But while that's going on, there's a like civil war going on outside. It's Draken, his Sentinels, you know, freaking Power Rangers that Serpentera versus all the Rangers. And, you know, coming, you know, the whole leader story of being a great leader is Jason makes that sacrifice and kills himself to make sure the Rangers get to where they need to go. Yeah. He's in uh, his Red Dragon Zord and uh, he gets swallowed by Serpentera pretty much. Epic. Um, but basically the, the Tommy sets off this big old explosion. He finally gets all the powers together, you know, against, against Finster five's, uh, words of, Hey, you can only have so much power, you know, this is going to overload everything. You're going to, you know, this is dangerous. Tommy, you know, Draken chokes out Finster, kills him and then does it anyways. The world blows up into this bright white light. And next thing you know, you got Draken, but he's a good guy. Yeah, they're like hanging out in the white room, just talking, right? Like they're yeah. in the grid or something like that. Yeah, he's in. Like, he 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 created his own universe basically. Once the once the grid finally shattered, where you know the Rangers are alive now, you know Zach, Jason, but they're like his workers, Trini, Billy. They're like you know news reporters. You know Jason's the janitor, and but Tommy is on a weekly basis back to being fighting Monster of the Week. But there's like these shadow spirit monsters, and everyone gets stronger and stronger. Before that, after that, you find out, you know, he's creating this in his head and every monster is getting stronger and stronger because his mental stability is like shattering. And where it comes to a halt is all the rangers start snapping out of it. They hear a yeah, voice in yeah. their head like, what's going on? And a la green light, Tommy's back. You find out that uh, episode or um, issue, issue 25 when he was murdered, the ranger slayer shot him at the same time that he was stabbed, still in a piece of the green crystal. So the whole time Shatter Grid is going on, Tommy can see everything as like a spirit, like a force ghost, yeah, but he yeah. can't do nothing <laughs> about it. So when Draken does all this, the real Tommy Oliver comes back and it becomes a brawl between Tommy and Draken. And, you know, it's that's it goes back to that. That's the one time the comic book goes to that campiness, like, join us, we, we'll, we'll save you, we'll help yeah, you, we're yeah, here yeah. for you. And Draken literally on the edge of the, his reality shattering the Rangers are trying to tell him, let's go. We got you. We've done this before. Yeah. Draken being the boss that he is, looks at Tommy and says, nope. Turns around, walks away. The Rangers leave and his dimension shatters. That's crazy. It that was is. a good, that was a good story. It's dude. amazing. I remember reading that part. I was like flipping through and stuff and he was just like, nah, like I'm just too far gone, dude. Like there's nothing helping it. He's supposed to like help him. So that's the thing too, is we're supposed to get the finale for this, uh, uh, necessary evil. Uh, story it's arc. all delayed and yeah it's all delayed because all this stuff going on but they said like oh a shocking return and i was like it it's probably gonna be dragon because that's what sells and it makes sense you know he's kind of like giving it his all he comes back and kinda, he blew up after shadow yeah <laughs> and um i was telling people it'd be cool if fucking zordon just came back as a boss ass power ranger or something you know like <laughs> if that's the shocking return <laughs> no right <laughs> Talking about that, though, you were saying there was an issue 20 for the Power Rangers series. Yes. There was a cool Zordon story in there. Yeah, so basically it takes place in uh, in uh, 1969, moon landing of all things. And uh, so we land on the moon, and the astronauts don't realize it, but they just awoke in Psycho Green. Now, for anybody who knows uh, Power Rangers in space, the Psycho Rangers were color-coordinated rangers that were hell-bent on destroying any ranger of any connecting color. Uh, you saw, you know, silver, but you never saw green. Everybody's like, where's, where's green? Yeah, yeah. Kyle Higgins created the green Psycho Ranger and then tied and it into the, the Mighty Morphin. Yeah. And so when they land on the moon, you know, he basically, a hundred years prior to that, he's flying to the moon to set Rita free because he's basically Dark Spectre's right-hand man. If you watch uh, Power Rangers uh, Turbo, Dark Spectre's the lava guy. Uh, you watch uh, Countdown to Destruction, he's the lava monster. He's like the king evil. And so uh, Zordon and Alpha shoot him out of the sky, but they don't, they fail to destroy him. 
So when the astronauts land on the moon, they awaken uh, Psycho Green. So Zordon goes into his little uh, frenzy. I need, you know, not teens. I just need people. Right. So he brings uh, five. He's, he's like, let me get adults with no two. That's like. what it is. No, that's, what, that's basically what it was. <laughs> and what's cool about it is, is one of the Rangers, uh, one of the Rangers, uh, Grace Sterling, she's like in, in, in the Mighty Morphin timeline, she's like their special ops scientist person. Like she's older, but they don't know she was a Red Ranger. So she was Zordon's first Red Ranger. So he brings, you know, five adults and they're different ethnicities, different races. They don't talk. Except they're from different countries too, Yeah, right? different countries. Alpha literally has to turn on a, <laughs> and it's only Power Rangers that does stuff like this, a uh, command center translator <laughs> to calm everybody down. <laughs> so all of a sudden everybody's speaking English. So Zordon lays it on him. Look, we got this big problem. I need people. I need you guys to become the Power Rangers. I need you guys to go take care of this. You know, everybody isn't getting along. Um, Grace's whole thing is, I want to go to the moon. Life sucks. I want to go to the moon. So instead of thinking, I'm going to go save the world, she's like, I get to go to the moon. You know, let's yeah, go. Yeah, it's a, it's a trip for her. It's so, a field trip. So, you know, Zordon didn't didn't make any effort to get them to get on the same page. He was like, yo, go, go now. He's like, here's here's, a here's the power bomb. morphers. Yeah, go. here's an atom bomb now. Go, go, go for it. Town. So they go up there, and they're still bickering. They're still fighting. They're still arguing. They're not a team. And the leader, um, you know, Miss Sterling, is fascinated with the moon. She has moon rocks in her hand. She doesn't care what the rangers yeah, are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, they get a they get a you know blip of where they should go. So she sends uh, the black and the blue ranger to go check it out. So black and the blue hold on, ranger. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So was the Black Ranger black in that storyline, or was it a different ethnicity? Uh, Asian woman. Uh, <laughs> whack. Yeah, that right? would have been the perfect part. Getting straight up like Kenyan or Ugandan Power Ranger. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, so these two guys go over and and and, and Mastodon. <laughs> chains. Yeah. Um, so uh, they go over there and they're investigating like and. The cool part about the, the comic art is you see the green Psycho Ranger behind him, like looking like straight out Scooby Doo, like he's about to yeah. get him. And so the other three Rangers are minding their own business, and there's a big explosion. What the fuck? Go over there. So they go over there, and freaking literally the green Ranger kicks, uh, the green Psycho Ranger kicks the blue Ranger into orbit. <laughs> the red Ranger grabs him, brings yeah. him back down to orbit. And while this is going on, the Psycho Ranger lifts a boulder with one hand and just squashes the black Ranger. Oh, wow. And it's like, yo, did I just see a, a Ranger get murdered right now? Like, <laughs> and, and it's because, like I said, going back to the Pirate Rangers, like, imagine if I was show that to a little kid right now, like, hey, you would ruin their life. He yeah. would be like, "Holy crap!" Like you know, I don't want to. I don't want to live in this world anymore. And, and that, I don't want to live in this world where Power Rangers die, dude. And it gets worse <laughs> because then, it, in all hilarity, a male is the Pink Ranger, no skirt, but he's you know Pink Ranger. He rushes in to try to do his little you know hey yeah. The freaking Psycho Ranger just palm fists his visor. The visor shatters, and he dies from lack of oxygen. Oh wow! And floats away. <laughs> floats away. That's crazy. It's dude. Ranger death after Ranger death, and that's what I think. Kyle Higgins does good in this is that he gives an adult more round yeah, to rounds it. You know, these guys are superheroes, but you know, Batman can be killed. Superman can be killed. Power Rangers are no different. They get killed yeah, by other yeah. Rangers. They get, you know, they can die. What's the point of having a serious story? If there's no ramifications, if there's no uh, repercussions for your actions. And that's one of the repercussions was you didn't train. You weren't working as a team. And it shows. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> to me, giving a superhero mortality is amazing because yeah. then you learn, like, it doesn't matter how fucking strong you are. You're, you, you make the wrong dead. choice. Anybody, if you make the wrong choice, there's consequences for it. You know, like, it doesn't matter. There's consequences for it being good or bad. Every time you make a choice, stuff happens every single time. You know, you flip a coin, something's going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and this story shows it because, you know, the uh psycho green you know all the psycho rangers if you don't know the psycho rangers have a monster for them which is you know don't make me grow i'll get big i'll be a monster and i'm 10 yeah. times powerful so green goes haywire becomes his like super saiyan self and dude he's like shedding shots from the power blasters like in like nothing and uh finally uh blue ranger remembers zordon used a cannon to blow this guy up out of the sky i'll grab the cannon i'll make us safe you know this guy's not coming back. Like as as you're reading it, you know what's going through his head. As he's rushing with uh, the cannon towards uh, Psycho Green, 
you know, Sterling's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to save the world. He's like, I'll just make sure that the world's worth saving. Dude dives head first into Psycho Green's mouth, gets swallowed whole, and you're like, crap. And then boom, blows him up. Soft sacrifice. So he, so he does kill the Psycho he Green. He kills Psycho then. Green. But that's why he doesn't pop up in the other, or I would assume that's why he doesn't pop well, up in the at other. Well, at the end of this issue, Sterling walks out with a green Psycho Dagger, and it's said to be continued. Now, from that point on, Psycho Green has only been uh, brought up in one other media media medium, and that was with the, that was a Power Morphicon exclusive like book. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get my hands on it, so I wouldn't know after that. Um, I know they did exclusive covers for him at San Diego Comic Con, but it was just a cover. It was probably issue twenty, and they did a special cover for it. No, there's a hardback. A hard, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like yeah. Psycho, it's called Psychopath Green or uh, Psychopath. No, something. it's uh, something Psychopath. It just came in. We have them at the shop. We had like a fat stack of them. <sighs> I yeah. need it. <laughs> I'll check it. if we still have them because I know Kurt and a few of the other guys uh, uh, came in and picked them up. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so you said the. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with it, but what's the history on the Psycho Rangers in general? Like, what the fuck's up with them? Every adaptation of Power Rangers has a, has Evil Rangers, you yeah. know, and it gets uh, you know Psycho Rangers just happen to be the coolest ones. They were in leather. They were they were ten times. You know, when you think of uh, MMPR, they had the Putty Rangers, yeah, yeah weak yeah. whack. You know, they didn't even have a red putty power ranger but um you know you then you have turbo you have uh the colorless power rangers you know they're like uh doppelgangers okay you know they would steal the power rangers uh color off their suits and then the monster would make them into power rangers um but psycho the psycho rangers are basically just you know i feel like they're just power ranger freaking hunters dude like they literally embody everything that's a power ranger but at the same time, they're complete opposites. They are evil. They will do. They will betray each other to get what they need to do to kill people. I mean, in uh, in space, when you first get introduced to them, the Power Rangers overwhelm them by simply just wearing the same color uniform because Blue wants Psycho Blue wants to kill all of them. But the other Psycho Rangers know, nah, my color's in there somewhere. You're not doing that. And then, you know, they it's just they're hell bent on destroying their color Ranger, and right. because of that, they get weaknesses. But where they're where they become unhinged. So with, is, with the Green Ranger, then the Psycho Green one, why did he go after them if there was no Green Ranger? Um, I guess I'm. He was just trying to get to Rita. Zordon's Power Rangers are in the way. I need to get to Rita. But what's cool about it is uh, you, Kyle Higgins brings this this character in, Green Ranger, Green Psycho Ranger, and kills him off, making it make sense to right. not mess up the timeline in the TV show where there's no right, Psycho there's Green. No green yeah. But also tying in Psychos to the beginning of now, Ranger now Time. Now, why, why is he going uh, after Rita? What was the point? To release Rita. He was trying to find Rita to release her because Zordon had it had a trapter, okay. which it kind of it kind of yeah. messes up the beginning because in the in the TV show apparently you know the Mar- the astronauts get there they rub the lamp pops open she comes out if it was that easy like why didn't Psycho Green just get off like that you know to the beginning but what was his point in uh, releasing Rita as well like. Just, just for uh, Dark Spectre to take over the world. Oh, so he's working for the big bad guy. Then. He's he's Dark Spectre's right hand man. Okay, okay. He's like you know I I jump. He tells me to jump. I jump. You know Dark Spectre needed Rita to be cut loose. You know it's his minion. Take over the earth. Here's my master plan. And Psycho Green, go get it done. And Psycho Green failed. Killed some Rangers on the way out. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It would have been cooler if. Uh I had to do something with, because uh, Rita has the Green Ranger powers, right? Like, she's always had them. She's the one who can dole them out. Yeah, it was, her, uh, it was like her powers she made. Interesting. Dude, you know the one thing that upset me about the movie um, that came out recently is... Um, 2017? Rita, yeah, Rita was cool. I liked Rita. I like this version of it. I was like, that's a really cool idea. She's, Banks. Yeah, I'm like, she's like the Green Ranger. Like, I get it. Like, that. that's cool. That's a cool idea. Her armor was Power Ranger armor. Yeah. Just worked. Um, yeah, and, and I like the idea where she's just like, nah, like, she... But, I would have liked it to where they were like, she betrayed the Rangers for Zed. She, you know, like, and, and kind of hint at Zed already and stuff. And then, um, and if they just straight up said like, oh yeah, Goldar was, you know, what of, he was a great warrior, blah, blah, blah. He fell to Rita. He, she, she, uh, she, uh, uh, what is it? Seduced him to the, you know, a dark path. And in that took his, his will and made him into that monster that he is now. I'm like, I would be like, perfect that's how you explain why he looks like a big molten like <laughs> molten but how molten cool monster. does that sound though right you're like oh fuck like there's there's a world to this there's a world to where zed seduces rita to from being a good power ranger to you know being evil and then rita seduces goldar from being because he was in the show he was a good guy and turned bad right no he was a monster from the beginning 
well, I remember he turns good. And he was saying like, I was a good dude. Like I, I used to be a, a, a warrior, blah, blah, blah. And then they, like they took his wings or some bullshit like that. No, uh, he, he was a monster. And she took his wings from disobeying. Uh, see, I thought it would have been because cool. Zed, Zed's the one when Zed kicks Rita off of the moon, he gives Goldar back the wings. That's why like Goldar flip flops mm. on her. Yeah, but I, I thought that would have been cool. And it would be good again, a good way of just being like, yeah, this is why he looks. I like don't, I don't think the movie was focused on everything outside of just explaining who the Rangers were. Yeah. That was a problem a lot of people had. They wanted to see morphin time explosions. You know, and a it good, wasn't it good Megazord combination, <laughs> not be fine, shitty fire, fire Doom, graphics. Yeah, Doom 64 <laughs> fire graphics. That was the worst part, dude. That was, I was good. I was like, fuck yeah, this is cool. Like, I'll watch it. It, it has campiness. It, you know, they're doing a good job, whatever. And then that happens. Like, that was the whole fucking, that was the money shot. Right I was there, actually dude. waiting for that <laughs> sequence. I was thinking, you know, connecting, you know, tank yeah, looking thing. They yeah. had the opportunity and it was And like, then yeah, dude, bro, that's like the money shot and the girl just dodges like, "No, nah, bro, that's not how it works. Like that's not how you do this. <laughs> this is Power Rangers, damn it. Like that you watch a 30-minute episode for this one part. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. the big the big sword explosion at the end. Yeah. But I, I still enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a great movie. I I'm it sad. It was a cool modern retelling. I'm sad that it's not. It was supposed to be. Hyman was supposed to get a six story arc, six movie arc. They laid the foundation for Tommy to come in at the end. Um, a lot of people up in arms about that because supposedly it was going to be a female Tommy. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care either way. I just want the story um, to be fun. I'm just more excited to see where the movie goes now that Hasbro has it because yeah. Hasbro is talking about a shared universe between G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Power Rangers. How the hell is that going to work? I forgot about that. How the hell is that going to well, work? It works dude? with everything else. Uh, like Transformers, G.I. Joe, all those have always been but in the how universe. do you throw Power Rangers uh, yeah, that? That's what doesn't make sense. Before that, they were talking about having a uh, shared universe with Pacific Rim and mm-hmm. Godzilla and all that. I was like, that makes sense. That'd be that would be cool. awesome. That'd be really fucking cool. Um, and yeah, that's not going to happen not anymore. Because it was all under Legendary, right? All, on, yeah, it's all Legendary's yeah. baby. Yeah, see, yeah, damn, dude, that that sucks. It is legendary. It is, gets good material. They just don't yeah. execute. Yeah, a lot of the stuff's still cool, like the King Kong, Godzilla. I thought it's been cool so far. Like I've enjoyed it. Um, Pacific Rim. I like the first one. The second one was weaker, definitely, but it was still cool. Seeing, I thought like, the second suits. one was amazing. Uh, I didn't <laughs> think it was amazing. Um, but like you know, they still have some cool stuff. I had the Pacific Rim comics, the Uprising. That I have those before too. those. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I actually good. really liked it. John Boyega's characters in there. Um, you get a little bit of background on them. They're making their little own freaking like Jerry rigged the uh, <laughs> Jaegers and stuff. Nice, so weird. Um, so on to the last part, which is uh, what what are you looking forward to checking out soon? You know, it doesn't have to be new. It can be like again, like oh, I heard about this story or this comic or this uh, this TV show or whatever movie, and it's like you know what, I'm kind of interested in checking that out. Look forward to that. Shoot, man. Uh, the only thing I had my heart set on this year. Uh, got delayed. Uh, I was really looking forward to uh, seeing the conclusion of uh, Forever Evil. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yeah, they built this damn machine, and it was gonna be this climactic. Because here's the thing: when they did the original King Kong versus Godzilla, they had to have two endings. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't. Toho wasn't gonna let Godzilla kick the bucket, and America having their kaiju Kong wasn't gonna let their guy kick the bucket. Right. How are you gonna do it with this? Because this is a make or break. If you, you know, uh, King of the Monsters is so good, they got licensing from Toho from uh, for other characters like Gigan, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Stuff. What happens if you say, you know, fuck Toho? And kill Godzilla. They won't. What they'll probably do. I don't want to team up. I want an actual winner. They said there's going to be a winner. I want a winner. That's what's going to happen, though. Is it? And I don't want an alternate ending. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. What what they're going to do is it's probably more likely they're not going to be a team up because they'll have Mecha Godzilla roll up and uh, and then they both team up to take him down. Um, And uh, what they'll probably they'll either do that or they'll do a stinger where it's like, oh, so and so won. But post credits, like so and so's coming back. No, it's like, nah, man. Because they're even bringing back uh, King, uh, Mecha King Ghidorah. So you have Mecha Godzilla, Mecha King Ghidorah, King Kong, and Godzilla. Possibly Mothra. Everybody loved Mothra when she showed up, <laughs> screaming and running into everything. Like that was amazing. I'm just afraid. Uh, I'm just afraid that they're just gonna do it wrong. Right. Like they're so. It's so fragile right now. It's so amazing. You're on that. The tipping last two point. have been good. I've, I've enjoyed the last couple of Godzilla movies. Like they're fun. They're good, entertaining movies. Like I'm down with that, dude. Like let's just keep that going. 
Um, a lot of people, they're always going to find ways to complain. There's too much monsters, too much fighting. Oh, it's so boring. They're focusing too much on the humans. Like, what the fuck do you want, man? Like, just watch the movie, have fun and enjoy. I forgot about that, too, though. I do want to watch that. Yeah, that is something I love. I loved well. King of the Monsters. I think I saw it four times in theater. <laughs> Damn. I was I, I went by myself. I went with my dad. I took my wife and I went again with my kid. <laughs> and I was like, screw you guys, this is for me. <laughs> you guys are the reason I'm coming. Right. You're just the excuse I'm going to <laughs> But get. it was that was magic, dude. Like like Godzilla being uh being just even in uh old Toho stuff, he doesn't have the presence that legendary gave him. He feels like this massive behemoth machine that that's unstoppable. But at the same time, Godzilla got to lay down and take a nap because he just burned himself out. They yeah, make yeah. it. He's an animal, but he's like the giant creature. You believe it's un, it. It's yeah. believable. Like, I believe Godzilla is real because of the movie. <laughs> hey, oh, he's not real, Jose. I'm sorry. No, no, no. He's real. It's my world. He's real. <laughs> it's just a movie. We'll man. go to the ocean. We'll it's find him right now. Movie, right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right, man. I guess we'll start winding down. Uh, last thing, um, last last thing. Uh, do you have a prompt suggestion? Anything that you like would want to see in a story next? Hmm. Are you open to like stuff within worlds that are already created? It's fine. Yeah. So I will give you this. Uh, you're a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I'm recently finding my love for Star Wars again. Been playing a lot of Star Wars Legion. Uh, watching a lot of movies, uh, got my wife into it actually. So why don't you do uh, an apprent- two apprentices, one Sith, one Jedi, trapped together, and they're in a situation they don't work together. They mm. need to work together, but give me like a give me like a hype ending. Give me like they work together, get out, and like <laughs> the Sith just turns on them and annihilates them, or you know the Jedi becomes a, a, a another Sith. Like give me right. something twisted like that. Let's we'll see. see. Yeah, Let's see, see two younglings, two younglings, a uh, different side of or the two, coin. Two apprentices. Yeah. yeah, two different sides of the coin, and give me a, give me something that's just that we haven't seen before. We've never seen like a. Uh, you know, the rule of two, but mm-hmm. we've never seen like two apprentices together. You know, what if, you know, hey, join my side and they just say, oh, screw this guy over here, you know, or, you know, maybe give me some su- surprise. Like, let's do something crazy like that. I'm pretty I, sure I you got some good ideas. Mind a Roman, you can like that. formulating right now. Um, yeah, man, definitely. All righty, guys. Thank you for giving us a listen. Uh, if you want to find Jose, he's on Instagram. Um, you have an account, right? Yeah, uh, RSG Valor. I do a lot of uh, pictures for. Uh, I paint miniatures. Um, and Gundams and, all that and stuff too, build right? Gundams, all that stuff. Real, real nerdy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's on Instagram for that. If you are looking for us, we are Weaving Words Podcast on Facebook on instagram we have a twitter that i'm hardly on i actually don't use twitter like <laughs> hardly at all like i'm just too old for that it's i guess what's in like, with the kids right now I know, that's yeah, how you're gonna I'm get your not audience hip. i'm not man. fire bro i'm not lit as they you gotta say. put them tiktok uh, memes yeah, on there. yeah i know right and um but we have a if you want have any prompt suggestions any suggestions for bettering the podcast um whether it's the sound quality editing the way it's uploaded um voice acting story content if you have any suggestions, any comments on anything, let me know. Find me on one of the any of the platforms. Uh, we're on Discord. We have a server. It's a Hooligan Squad server. I usually put that in the, uh, the description for each episode. And just let me know what's up, man. Even if you just want to just hang out and talk or whatever, we usually have the Discord. There's some dudes here and there that just, you know, bring stuff up. There's some dudes talking about manga and pachinko machines. <laughs> And yeah, just all kinds of weird stuff that's just, you know, it's fun. Um, I like just seeing more people kind of getting into it. I know a lot of you guys have been enjoying these episodes where I hang out and talk to people. Depending on how things go with work and, you know, this whole shutdown situation, I might shift more to a story once a month and then just every week is just to hang out and talk. Uh, But we'll see. Let me know what you guys think. Um, Other than that, I hope you guys have a good one. Thank you for giving us a listen. Until next time, uh, this has been Weaving Words Podcast. Thank you and have a good one. Goodbye. Later. Bye.